Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So today I want us to talk about vision, and I'm going to put a very heavy task uh, to our guests this morning. What are we seeing? What are business people seeing as we begin the year? What is changing? Uh, what is going to, to, to what is going, what, what, what actions people need to take? Over to you. I don't know who's going to Kutumira today, but uh, normally Mr. Grace takes us off and gives us a compelling way to start. Over to you, Mr. Grace. Thank you very much, Pastor Chris. Good morning, everyone. I think um, for businesses, we have to ask ourselves a question and then say, I'll quote Rabbi Hillel, who lived about 100 years BC. And he said, if not now, when? If not me, who? For the business leader, it is incumbent upon us to own it and then move to take on the next hill. So as 2022 begins, we have to wrap our heads around what is the next hill? What is the next mountain we're going to take? Yeah. All right. Wow. Thank you very much, uh, Director Grace. Um, so it, it, this is what I see, that as people, we tend to look for God everywhere else except within us. And I think even as we get into the new dispensation with the economy being open, there's going to be those pangs of, of change, there's going to be those things, the desire to see things get better, the desire to see tomorrow get better. And I think that is, what, that is where vision starts, that it starts within us having that um, compulsion uh, to see things as they should be. Um, and, and I think that is where most entrepreneurs are going to be and have been strategizing to be, to say, how do I make things better? How do I bring about change? Uh, and I think because vision as it is really is, is uh, building hope for a better tomorrow. Uh, but we we're having a conversation earlier saying how businesses went into survival mode and for many, the vision was to stay alive. Uh, but now, like you said, uh, with your opening remarks, now the economy is open. Um, there's a lot of uh, opportunity out there. So what do we see changing and how do we seize those opportunities? Um, yeah, so that's what I see in terms of business, um, in vision casting. It's to, to know that God is going to create that discomfort within entrepreneurs. And like you're saying, if, now, if not now, when, if not me, who? Because that discomfort is with you for a reason, and you need to do everything possible to bring it out. And I think the conversation here is going to be largely hinged on how do you uh, grapple with that discomfort on the inside and bring it out? Yeah, uh, over to you. Thank you. Um, uh, 
What I feel when you speak about vision, especially when you are speaking about it at the beginning of the year, the assumption is that as a business leader, you already have a vision for your business. So what we are going to, I imagine, and I hope that what the conversation will really largely be focused on, how then do you bite it into it, into pieces that you can, you know, easily chew on, chunks that you can chew on. So the conversation would be focused around this year. How are you going to, to bring the bigger picture into a smaller picture that you and your team can then focus on. Yeah. All right. I like what, you, what you're mentioned there. Uh, uh, Mr. Grace said that climbing that mountain, yeah? Is it even a mountain? It could be an anthill, and you just need to take a leap, yeah? You talked about seeing. It could be short-sighted, yeah? So what, is it big enough to be beaten in one chunk, or you can eat it in one? So how big is that vision? What exactly do we need to see as business leaders? Because sometimes you think you have a big vision or you have a vision that you think is compelling and to you or to the people around you, it's not. So let's talk about the size. What is it? What, how? Yes, is it a mountain or an hill? I think it can be an hill that grows into a mountain. I think for me, I'll take the view of first deal with the person. So if you're going to go to and take on the hill or mountain or mall, whatever it is, there must be a level of a holy discontent in you. There must be a level of frustration in you that you say, you know, this cannot happen. To hell with this situation. And therefore, we must win at all costs. So that discontent and frustration then makes you see uh, things differently. And everything then begins and starts and stops with you, the leader. Right. What you see. Yeah. If you see nothing, then we shall take on nothing. Yes. But if you see it, then we, you can rally us to go and take on and charge and take on the mountain. Are you short-sighted or long-sighted? Wow. Um, you know, the, the issue of vision is, um, is such that um, you see with your mind's eye. And vision is always bigger than the vision bearer, if I must say. And, and, and in essence, it's scary. And I think that is why the writer says that you must first and foremost capture the vision. So you capture it, and then you write it down. Because um, even if, if you don't write it down, then you're bound to, to struggle sometimes to, to piece it together in, in, in your head. So I, I see what you call the holy discontent, um, that desire to see better, um, as, as indeed the thing, the, the, the thing you were born for, the, the, the reason for your existence. Now when you, when you capture it and you're able to write it down and articulate it, and then revise it, and then go ahead and fund it, I think then you're beginning to make progress. But like you're saying, the vision um, is always bigger than the visionary, if I must say. Because the vision in its sense, some, in many cases, if it's a good vision, is generational. It's beyond you. Um, because you're seeing, 
beyond what your eyes can see. I remember uh, Dr. Miles shared the story and said uh, this gentleman was his, with his son on the boat and they went out to see, you know that place when you're in the water where the, the water actually meets the, the sky. So the boy stood on his father's shoulders and said, Daddy, I can see. And the father asked him, what can you see? And he says, I can see beyond where I can see. And I think that is, is vision. So, so um, grappling with trying to put to words to the thing that you see, which is beyond what you actually physically see. That is, that is uh, I think, what we're talking about. I don't know if, it's, if it makes you short-sighted, because you're not seeing with the, the natural eye. Eh? Yeah. So it's very difficult for a vision, well, it can be, but it's very difficult for a vision to be uh, short-sighted. Um, a good vision should be generational. A good vision should be bigger than the visionary. Uh, it should be seeing further than you can actually get yourself to, because ultimately you'll have to sell it to other people to give you the hands in order to reach it. On your own, you can't see it. It's, it's short-sighted if you can reach out and grab mm, it mm. on your own. That's, yes. that's what I would say. Right. First of all, I'm going to, to encourage people online to ask lots of questions. Uh, ask lots of questions. We'll, we'll get the answers uh, back to you. Uh, Olivia, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Pastor Beatriz and, and Akmo's position of Umuntu Wawansi. Yes. I want you to... Uh, what, how do you tell vision to Umuntu Wawansi? Like... If I've started my shop during COVID mm. and I need to see a bigger vision without maybe even take away the word vision, like what do you see? How do I be able to move from what I see to seeing bigger, especially now when this is opening up? You know, when Kamara was speaking, I was like, <laughs> I, I took the position of where I love you. But I, I think the why of why you even begin a business is important for me, personally. Because if I told you the vision of Imali is to change narratives. Now, that is different in different perspectives, whichever way you look at it. If it is funding the gospel, if it is funding other Christian businesses, it's different, but it is changing narratives. So there is a bigger vision. And I can tell you, that, that vision is tested almost in every season. <laughs> During COVID, you're like, we are not changing narratives. We are staying afloat. But there's a bigger vision that we are staying afloat to continue changing narratives. So while you start that shop in COVID, why did you start that shop? Was it survival? Was it or survival? Was it or was there a bigger, a bigger purpose? Like Kamara was saying, that it should be bigger than you. And because it's bigger than you, it means that in every season, you go to the person who is bigger than you to ask, now what? And I found out that with obedience comes provision for the next season, if that makes sense. That you, you just obey. And it goes back to going back to God. That God, now this is 2022, we have a bigger vision of changing narratives, but 2022, how are we going to do it? How do you want to shape us? Which, what is our focus this year? And that is what we are focused on. It doesn't take away from the ultimate vision, but it helps you to take this heel for this year. So while you started the shop, 
if it was for survival find I, a solution find a solution find a are you still do you still want to just survive because you're not even called to survive you're called to thrive so it's okay to change the vision yeah and visions are outside of ourselves i tend to think that we don't just we don't just think that no god blesses what director gross called the holy discontent there's something within you that doesn't just allow you to be mediocre and even the times you find yourself mediocre you're like Mm-mm. it can't be it can't be yeah. so kumuntu awansi in 2022 then how do i take this heel of 2022 yeah All right so what i hear is really that every business leader must have that compelling vision right and uh, we brought in the aspect of size yeah and uh, we if there's anything to take away is that we need to get the vision but i'm going to channel you a bit to another angle grace i see you want to say something <laughs> you want to say uh, something before i ask you my next question yes, yes. that many times mm. we are kept from our ultimate goal not by obstacles actually mm. but by a clear path to a lower a lesser goal so the thing is, it, where you are is, is, is easy. And so you, you default to that which is easy. Not because the bigger one is, is, is harder, but because the, the lesser one is much easier. If we could only then aim a little higher and then believe in ourselves that we can take it. The other thing I, want to, I wanted to add was many entrepreneurs have the picture that they want in their heads and their hearts. But they need to translate that to the team that's around them, and then the team will be able to live and breathe what the entrepreneur has had for a long time. Because you've been dreaming and thinking and visualizing and fantasizing about this for the past maybe three to six months, and saying, what if, you know, what if we made the the competition urinate on themselves? What if, (laughs) what if, you know, we, 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 we made sure they closed and went back uh, to their place, to their homeland. And then, but your team has no idea. And so you it's want you to, and to your you, diary. Yes, it's in your diary or in your mind, in your heart, in your dreams, or in your cheats. So you want to make sure that this moves from you to the rest of the team. And then your team also uh, lives and breathes that. Wow, powerful. Yeah. I see you've taken us to another step which we are coming to. But there you mentioned about having your vision uh, your vision is not necessarily small because you can't do it, but because of what you're seeing. Yes. I remember we did an exercise in School of Practical Business, but also here, and Apmo was teaching us that you need to look outside your capacity. Most times we put our vision based on your capacity to perform as opposed to the available market. So I found that very interesting. But also I want, to, I want us to help people to just see more. See more. I, I know we learned about several things. Information, association, our experiences and action as things to help us business people see more. Information, association, experience and action. I want to talk about that briefly before we go to what uh, Director Grace uh, brought in later. Yeah, great. Um, so I, I found this very interesting that the moment you can identify your vision and then you clarify it and I think in the, at the point of clarifying the vision, obviously you're going to need to um, bring it into um, uh, meaningful um, conversation, if you will. So 
So, so there's something that we also learned, that, that how people cope out. You have a big vision, okay? But there's no way to start. Sometimes you must subtract, and, and, and uh, I, I think you must slow down to move faster. And I, yeah, so sometimes it's a case of, do you, can you bring it within reach? Yes, there is the vision that you see, but can you bring it within reach? Uh, because it's those small wins that give you the momentum. So if you, first and foremost, identify what your vision is, then you can clarify it, then you can refine it, and most importantly, articulate it. And I think that is where you're going in terms of articulating your vision um, and, and putting it in ways that you can then now translate it to your team, uh, communicate it, demonstrate it. So I found those very interesting in terms of um, bringing the vision down to the people who need to, 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 to act with you to bring it out. Um, I don't know if I'm aggressive from what you're asking, but the, largely it's, it's how do you not cope out of the vision? Because we're talking about vision, and it can be something really huge. And like you're saying, what's the vision? The thing is, in many cases, the vision should be start. Yeah, what's the vision? Start, and then begin to do that. And then along the way, um, you begin to see uh, certain patterns that then um, lead you to that. But those patterns, again, are formed by the information that you take in, which is uh, uh, very important. Reading. Reading, yes. And also the experiences. When you go to spaces, then you expand your vision. You begin, the, the, what you thought was a holy discontent actually was actually an itch. <laughs> and you see what really holy discontent looks yeah. like. And then you begin to, to act on that, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, just talk about information, association. Uh, who do you associate with? For example, I know sitting with Director Grace for coffee every week can just change your vision, you know? Yeah, just let, let us help the people see that there are certain things you can actually do. You might be stuck, but there are certain things you can do to increase your vision. Just, to, let, let, let me just put a pointer there. Mm. I, read, I read a, a Twitter, a tweet, uh, a politician was talking about how Kenyan businesses are running to Congo and he's saying there are no business people going there, you know, that's an aspect of vision, they are associating together and they see something and they are going there, but what are you doing what information do you have you know, things like that how do you, how do you help people to see more than what they are seeing so I'm assuming that when we say vision for this year we are also talking about growth because it just occurred to me that it's about business growth, really. Yeah. And then <clears throat> when they were talking about communicating it to your team, that it needs to be clear mm. that, that we, we are growing by this much this year. That is our vision. Then it defines where you spend your time and your money. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I, if I want to, to plant a thousand locations, I can't be spending my time in someone who has no offense, but they have not started their location. I assume that that's what it should be, that your vision then defines or determines where you spend your time and your money, where your treasure is, really. That if I'm going to grow, then I need to, to spend time in places that are going to help me grow. Like, and Director Gross talked about the person as a business leader. Here we are assuming that we are talking to business leaders, that as a leader, 
your team is looking at you and, and the, way you, the way you carry yourself. When you communicate this vision, are you even leaving it out? We are going to grow by 20%. We are going to grow by 20%. I was thinking about that scripture that you bless your needing bowel for, for emphasis, really. I've just paraphrased it. But that we are going to grow by this much. But then... For example, if I decided that right now I wanted to have a thousand clients, do I have the systems to contain those a thousand clients? And if I don't have them, then where do I have to go to be able to get, to, to understand the systems that help me to clearly and excellently serve those a thousand clients? So then the vision is broken down that, oh, this is what I want, but this is what I have now. What can I do to increase what I have now? I don't know whether I'm making sense. Yes, so the information. What do I need to read? What do I need to, to feed my mind? What knowledge do I need at this point? Am I still operating at a level of, of uh, a startup? You know, you can be a startup for five years, and that's not a bad thing. But that yes, might yes. reject that one. <laughs> yeah, but then this point where you, you, you have to ask yourself that if I have to go over to the other side, my associations have to change. And those associations are not only people. Those associations are what you're feeding, your mind. Yeah. Have you established yeah. a prayer altar at your business? Do your team members even know that you pray together? or they just assume that you pray for them. Because, I mean, we could talk about all these visions, but scripture is clear about who actually fulfills those visions. So we could go around in circles, but it all comes back to God. That do your team members know oh, you what your value system, like when you talk about God, do they know? So when we say we are going to grow by 50%, where is God in this picture? Where did you even get the 50%? What informed the 50%? And then what, how are we going to get there? My two cents, really. Yeah, great. I'll ask, I'll ask, uh, I'll go to some questions which are online. Yakato Alice is asking, as a student starting a business, what vision should I have? How can I persist with it? As a student starting a business, what vision should I have? And how can I persist with it? I see, Director Grace, you're burning to answer that one. No, I was just thinking, <laughs> I was thinking through, but as a student starting out, first start, <laughs> because every other thing will become clear when you start. Don't overthink the starting, start. Then you'll, you will get feedback, how good you <laughs> thought you were, and you realized you're not as good as you thought you were. You if you are baking and your mother praised your baking, then you realize that your mother is not the only customer that is out there, that there are other people who can give you good feedback by not paying you. <laughs> so, buying. even by not buying. Yeah. So, start. Before you talk about persisting, first start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But you to I, want, I want to add something to that. I, for those of you who logged into the crossover uh, shift service, um, you must have heard about the three P's. I would call them the three P's of vision. <laughs> so, for that one, uh, I think she's in the prayer zone. Yeah. 
And then when she starts the business, she's going to be in the preaching zone. Now the preaching zone is practical where you're now sending out samples and doing some of the work. What you just said, starting. Okay? And then as that becomes clear, then she'll go into the pastoring zone, which is now growing the market share and things like that. So I think it has been, <laughs> it has been really clarified. And I think every business needs to really tap into this. Uh, the three P's, I'd call them the three P's of, of, of vision casting for your team. Um, yeah, prayer uh, and, and the debunking of the whole thing that you can't use words. I think the whole aspect of preaching is can you preach the vision of your business? Can you preach the vision of your business? And I see pastoring really leaning towards people and culture uh, in the business. So I think, I think it's been set up. When you talk about words, what comes to my mind is what do you want people to know and how do you want them to behave? So I'll give you an example of something that we've used. So because I really want everyone to you know, participate, I came up with this and said that you cannot be part and not participate. Then because I want everyone to celebrate everyone, I say, you know what? A rising tide rises all boats. So the fact that you're winning, we are also winning. So a rising tide will eventually rise all boats. So we must find the words that transport the message that we really want, that is inside, inside our hearts, to out the, the people that we are working with. Yes, mm. and, and that a bit answers another question by Pat Simugabi, but I want to come to that last as we yeah. close. Uh, Godman Ivory is asking, if I can visualize where I want to be this year, does it serve as a vision? Or indeed, it must be a generational, a generational such as 2040 vision? So it's basically asking, if I have a, a vision for this year, I think we discussed that a little bit, is it vision or goals? Yes. And then, is it the one for 2021 or the one for 2040? 2021, 2022, sorry. <laughs> or 2022. Yeah. I think that, for me, it is, it is this. Just get on the grind and start. Okay. Start. Even if it is to just feed your family, first start. You may find you're holding the wrong end of the stick. Then it will get better, it will get clearer as time goes by. Many times we, we, what we thought we would be doing uh, is not what turns out uh, that we'll be, we, we eventually do. So. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, is it 40 or 39 or 60? First start. The art of starting itself is a big, I think half the equation is in starting. Start. And then put the necessary resources needed to fund the vision. Because we're not going to say we're going to uh, take 2040 and we don't have resources for, 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 for January 2022. Yeah. Sorry, let me just chip in there. I, uh, I got an epiphany this week. Um, I don't remember where, but we were in a conversation, and I realized that actually, the the what you need to start is almost the energy and the and the passion and the zeal that you need to start is equal to the energy and the passion that you need to stop. In many cases, someone wants to start something, but they must stop something first because it's like nature abhors a vacuum. There's something that is already there that for you to start, you must stop something. 
Um, again, it brings me to that book by uh, William Bridges, which um, I, I was listening to uh, this weekend. Th those funerals that need to happen, I, I, from what I hear with the questions that are coming through, is that people need to bury something in order for something to, to be born. And all the questions are, how do I start? But sometimes you need to ask yourself, of what, must, what must stop for me to start on something else? So again, it's a mind, mindset shift, yeah, thank you. Great, thank you, Mr. Kamara. And as we close, Patsy Mugabe is asking, and I think this is something that uh, Director Grace had brought up earlier. How does one convey the vision to the rest of the team in a concise manner? So we know we have a vision. It's big, it's amazing. But then how do we pass it on to the team? Otherwise, it remains with you and it cannot, it, can, it, cannot be, it, cannot be man, it cannot manifest if it stays with you. So and I think that's the, biggest, the, bigger, the other side of the conversation. You have the vision, then what? And I think that's what he's asking. How, how does one convey the vision to the rest of the team in a concise manner? Max Dupree said that the biggest role of a leader is to define reality. The challenge with leading is we distort reality. And we, don't know, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we are. So when we say, the team, let's move. Part of the team is Nadia, part of the team is Chariwajara in their minds. So what is reality? Because in leadership, many times you're painting a rosier picture than reality. If you can break down and simplify reality where it is, where you are in terms of reality, then you'd be a very long way uh, in casting your vision. In management consulting, they call it a defining a problem statement. What exactly is the problem? What exactly are you suffering from? Where is your pain point? And when you have that clear, then the rest will actually follow. So define reality. Say, you know what, this is where we are, this is what we are losing, and therefore, at the moment, we cannot stay where we are. It's imperative that all of us move, and we will move together in lockstep. So that is it. I'm going to change that question let, let me just, to make it practical. Let me just chip in one thing which okay. I've seen Worship Harvest do so well. Mm. Memes, <laughs> those diagrams, the triangles. Uh, I think if we can translate those things into our businesses, they would go a long way in articulating the vision to our teams. And I think that is what uh, he could also consider doing. Patsy Mugabe asks a question, what I was going to, with the same question I was almost going to ask, and I'm going to paraphrase it and keep it the way I was going to ask it. Yep. I want us to use examples. What have you guys, what are you guys' vision, and how do you communicate it to your team in a concise manner? On the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it must come from a desire. There's something that you want. Yeah? So, we wanted to sell more supplements, okay? And we found the logic behind the supplement sales. So you take medicine and then you can add on supplements to boost your immunity. So you also have to weave it into a story that is logical. But we also put in measurements on how we measure this and we measure it per day. Okay, you may start per month, you may start whatever it is, but for us we measure it per day. So what have we made? And then we celebrate um, the, 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 you know, the, the, the various numbers that the various shops have made. So vision leaks. Okay, so you're not going to stand on a hill and then say, oh, ha, and then everyone runs after you. No. 
you'll have to repeat that again and again and again. Um, uh, Van Hanisch says you should begin to, you, you should repeat it until the steam finishes your sentence. When you say you cannot be part, then people should be able to and not participate. A rising tide raises all boats. Think big, start small. So you must repeat that until people just now are fed up yeah. and then they can finish your sentences. Yeah. I think so measure it, reinforce it, yeah. celebrate it, put words around it, uh, learn from others. I think the one thing that I'm really learning is associate with the wise and you'll be wise. Hang around wise people, you'll be wise. Who you hang around really, 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 really does matter. Whether in business or marriage or personal life, really, that really does, 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 does that for me. Awesome. Yeah. Olivia. So the first part, how do you communicate it? You write it down, Habakkuk 2.2. You write it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, simply that. In a manner that they can understand. Uh, and you keep not in your diary. Not in your diary. Yeah, yeah. you sure, keep it where sure people see it every morning. Yes. One of my goals, I know that it will be almost be like a vision, but last year, for one of the places, was that I wanted to increase foot traffic into the show. So I wanted to increase foot traffic. And that meant that sometimes we had to serve customers. In my line of business, sometimes you serve customers where you're not making much money. Or sometimes you're almost not making much money. But the idea was that the more customers we serve, the more we are making ourselves the go-to place for that particular service. Okay. So the team knew that when someone came in, we attended to them, even if it was just 50% of their need at that time, but we attended to them because we needed to increase our food traffic in the shop. The other thing I found out, that the team was heavily invested because every single week we would go through those numbers and we would ask ourselves why it is up or down. So why are they up? Then sometimes you find out that the reasons are beyond your control, which speaks to your environment. You say that the external environment, internal environment. So the ones which are within our control, then we, we do something about them. The ones which are not within our tangible control, we pray about them like the network, you just pray about it. If it is something that you can do, then you do it. If it's something that we can't do, we couldn't do it. But I found out that you communicate the vision, this is where we are going. We want to increase our numbers, and these are the simplest things that we are going to do. Everyone that walks through those doors, we are going to serve them regardless. Even if it is just a percentage of their need, we are going to serve them so that we leave an imprint on their head, that when they want something, they remember our show. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Wow. Fantastic. I think for me, towards the end of last year, so many things changed. And they were changed by the visit of Claude. Um, and, and some of the last lectures that we had in the School of Practical Business. And I think now it's tending towards, more towards, how do you demystify this thing called branding? So, so I can't tell you that there is... Uh, I, I, there's, it's been articulated, it's been uh, an interesting December where we've had to really, really think, but um, I think we are making some 
great strides towards that. How do you demystify? How do I get um, anyone out there who has an outfit to embrace their brand and, and bring it within um, uh, pricing reach uh, for them? Uh, so that, that's, that's uh, what the first quarter of this year is just going to be really working around uh, for us as a business. Um, all that best on look for 18. Uh, yeah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Yeah, so how do you expand the bottom of the pyramid for the people that you serve? I think that is part of the vision and where it's going. Um, I think we are well out of time. Yes, Thanks. so ladies and gentlemen, let's celebrate these amazing business people for sharing powerful insights into vision and goals. Thank you so much, Director Grace. Thank you so much, Olivia. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Kamara. Uh, and out, the people out there, thank you so much for joining us this morning. As we usually do, the reason we are doing these things is because God has plans for us, all of us. The biggest vision bearer is God. We cannot, we cannot explain that enough. It's his, his vision is out of this world. So, and I want to invite you, if you've joined us this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I want to give you this opportunity to do so today because he has plans for you. He has, great, he has a great vision even by putting you on this planet. He has a lot, a lot, a lot in store for you. So I want to invite you into a relationship with him. So if you're out there and you've not made Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I want you to say this prayer with me. Uh, Father, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity this morning to become your child, to enter into a relationship with you. So I want to declare today that I give my life to you uh, and I declare you my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something very significant with it. So if you've said that prayer, I want you to call the number on the screen, 0075-642-449, and at the end of that line, there will be someone to guide you on what to do next. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. Again, we thank you guys for being with us. And stay tuned uh, for Main Garage at 9 a.m. and at 11. Have a blessed week and enjoy your business. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.